As the University of Pennsylvania's president has now resigned, Liz McGill, you also have notable faculty, one which being Claire Finkelstein, coming out and stating that UPenn should restrict speech on campus to combat anti-Semitism. The attack on free speech is not one that's new. It's been in the books for quite some time, but it's usually under the guise of hate speech or incitement to violence, which are both pretty vague and depending on the context are actually protected under the First Amendment. But instead of these proposed restrictions, universities should be cultivating a campus culture of free speech, intellectual thinking, debating, and letting ideas clash. This permits people to make their own decisions on what ideas and arguments are cogently laid out and what they believe is the best position to take and what system of beliefs to adopt. But unfortunately, school administrators, donors, alumni want to control the rhetoric, control the speech on their respective campuses, and they want to control it to the benefit. And when they do this, they're actually insulting you. They're insulting you because when they say this type of speech is dangerous, it's offensive, it insinuates that you can't think for your own, that if a bad idea is put in front of you, that you on your own can't leverage your own faculties to think freely and to come to the conclusion that I don't agree with that. Personally, speaking for myself, I disagree with a lot of the statements and rhetoric that are being put forward on these campuses at these different protests and sit-ins. But nonetheless, I'll still stand for the right to speak on it and to say what they believe in, because that's what the First Amendment and what a core American value is based upon, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, and freedom to assembly. There are certain cases where free speech and the First Amendment do not apply and that speech is not protected. One, obviously, is when people say incitement to violence, they're speaking to the imminent lawless action, and that is a direct reference to the 1969 landmark Supreme case ruling, Bradenburg versus Ohio, where in that case, they speak to imminent lawless action and how that is not protected. I recently spoke with Brad Palumbo, and he provided a great example of this. And I'll now use myself, but you know, similar uh, framing that under the example he provided. So I come from Italian-Irish descent. If someone were to say we should round up all the Italian-Irishmen and kill them. That's awful. That should be rejected and condemned. But that's actually protected by the First Amendment. Well, what wouldn't be protected by the First Amendment? Well, if someone were to say, we should go get that Italian Irishman, Dan Corcoran, round him up and kill him at 6 p.m. today, that's not protected. That's the difference right there. It's a key one, kind of small, but not really, and nonetheless, good to keep in mind. I say all this because however you feel about what's going on in the Middle East or what was going on in the summer of 2020, if you don't take a principled stand for uh, free speech, then it's going to come back you and get you at one point or another. A lot of people who are against the organization Black Lives Matter and believe their movement was counterproductive and say spoke out against it, they received backlash for coming out and uh, expressing those opinions. And say we're labeled uh, hate speech or incitement to violence, whatever the case may be. Well, some of those uh, same people who received backlash for coming out and stating uh, their opposition to Black Lives Matter and that organization and movement uh, were, say, Ben Shapiro and his loyal following, along with a number of other people. But now they're proponents of restricting speech on campus in this case. 
So it all comes around to bite you. And the same people who were, say, part of the Black Lives Matter uh, movement and organization and are now in favor of the pro-Palestinian movement and attending these protests and saying their opinions, they're now receiving the back end of that and having their opinions be suppressed and their speech being uh, restricted. And this is when this is what happens when you don't take a principal stand and you let your emotions get the best of you and dictate your words and actions. Now, just think of it this way. Generally speaking, even if you aren't a politically you know, involved person, if you have any semi-controversial opinion, would you want someone else trying to restrict your speech to talk about it? And say you do feel passionately about that opinion and you went through different arguments and you still land that I feel this way on it. Is it really someone else's role? Is it really appropriate for someone else to try to restrict how you think about it or how you speak on it? No, it's not. We as Americans should stand up for that because nowhere else in the world has that right. Other, other governments may operate under similar guidelines, but at the end of the day, if the government wants to restrict your speech in another country, even a lot of the European countries, they completely can. They 100% can. Sweden has probably one of the strongest uh, free speech laws and protections in Europe. But at the end of the day, it's only here in the United States where we have such protection for our citizens. And I mean, no one, no one should give that up under the guise of anything they may personally agree with in the moment. Because a lot of the things, as mentioned, that are being floated around on these college campuses, I disagree with, I think are abhorrent and wrong. But I'm not going to go out there and try to restrict their speech and take something away that's critical to intellectual thought, debate, and just being an American, in my opinion. However, I'm always open to feedback. I do feel passionately about this issue, evidently so. But I do like to hear what other people say nonetheless, even though I may come back to my um, similar stance at the end of the day. But if you do have thoughts on it, whether you agree or disagree, I am always welcome to someone's uh, direct message or even setting up a a phone call time to time. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, We'll talk soon. And I want to give a quick shout out to the new episode coming Tuesday, December 19th. That's going to be with renowned journalist Glenn Greenwald, where we'll be discussing the siege on free speech that is occurring on these college campuses. That's coming, what, next Tuesday, less than a week from now. Stay tuned for that. It should be a very interesting conversation. Glenn himself is a fascinating person. He's an author, journalist, former lawyer. He started a news organization, The Intercept. So it should be some really interesting stuff. So stay tuned for that and uh, take care and have a great week.